Welcome to the Ethics Movement. This is a show about ethics and compliance and how we're making the world a better place. I'm Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. Today, I'm extraordinarily pleased to kick off season two of this podcast with an episode about leadership. Who better to speak to leadership than Cheryl Farino Wall, Chief Ethics and Compliance Officer at Metro Health, winner of Conversance Leadership Award. Cheryl, first of all, welcome and thank you so much for taking Tom to visit with me today. Appreciate the opportunity, Tom. It's great to be here. Cheryl, uh, I think you're pretty well known in the compliance community. You are certainly um, uh, someone who uh, I've met and, and seen at conferences. But I was wondering if for those uh, in our audience who don't know you, what's your role at Metro Health Systems? So I have been at the Metro Health System for the last three years, and my title is actually the Chief Ethics and Compliance Officer. That was the first time that the organization made uh, an intentional effort to inject ethics into the compliance role. Um, And so I oversee the comprehensive compliance and ethics program. Um, In healthcare, however, we make it clear to distinguish clinical ethics So we're not consulting on end-of-life decisions or counseling families about um, treatment options for their their loved ones, Um, but we're focusing on business ethics. And given that Metro Health is a public agency, so we receive government funding, uh, we are subject to the Ohio ethics rules. So there are constraints that uh, are placed upon our employees that would not apply to our competitors. So in the market in Cleveland, we have three major players, the Cleveland Clinic, University Hospitals. I spent 13 years at University Hospitals, including 10 years as the chief compliance officer there. But some of the restrictions that we have at Metro Health pertaining to ethics do not apply to other organizations. So we do training, we do auditing and monitoring, we we do all the things related to ethics and compliance. Um, We have a very robust um, pharmacy program. It's something referred to as 340B, highly regulated um, discounted drug program that certain hospitals are eligible to receive. And with that comes a lot of rules, requirements. And so I have a portion of my team that focuses their efforts just on auditing 340B claims. Focus on ethics in your title and indeed the focus on ethics in your company has recently led uh, Metro Health Systems to being awarded um, first place in the Conversant Customer Awards ethics category. So I'd really like to ask you, how do you focus on ethics as opposed to the compliance part of your role? Well, I think it's very intentional. We try to weave the corporate values into all of our training, all of our communication. We have, you know, all experienced a very challenging year and trying to help employees stay motivated, uh, stay um, focused and still being acknowledging the fact that we're all challenged by all these outside forces this year because of the pandemic. Um, I think, you know, just recognizing that we all have challenges and stressors that we face and understanding that 
sometimes that creeps into the workplace and we need to uh, adjust what we're doing as an ethics and compliance team to recognize some of those challenges. So it's, it's, more, it's more than just being about following the rules, but also doing what is right. And I, I talk about the pandemic and the stress that it's created for our workforce, mainly to point out that ethics is about treating people the right way and not just the business ethics side of things. So um, demonstrating our values in all of our interactions with each other, with our patients, with our stakeholders, our board members, our community, et cetera. Um, we've done a lot at Metro Health to focus on the social determinants of health. The, the things that uh, create obstacles for individuals to live a healthy life, things like food insecurity, education, access to jobs. Um, and so we, we consider that part of the responsibility of the organization. And I think that's largely um, what keeps us coming back to work day after day is to work for an organization that is so deeply rooted in doing the right thing. Cheryl, I'm so glad you brought up the topic of stress because I think that is not something uh, ethics and compliance officers thought about as much before 2020. And now it's something that I think every employee, manager, and corporate officer has experienced. But how do you help uh, the Metro Health Systems employees with, with the specific issue of stress? We all experience stress, especially work-related stress. Um, prior to 2020. But this year has been unlike anything we've ever seen before. And not just the stress from the pandemic and shifting to a remote work environment, learning how to homeschool your children, worrying about elderly uh, family members, but also the stress of the racial inequity and protests and the movement towards inclusion and diversity. All of that has created unrest and stress on our employees. And so I think first acknowledging it's there, but also um, acknowledging that um, we can do things differently in order to counteract that stress. So uh, shortening our training. In the past, we've had training that goes on for 45 minutes for annual ethics and compliance training. We shortened it this year to 15 minutes. We used humorous videos, two-minute videos, to demonstrate points that, you know, we might otherwise have a, a seven-minute video on, just recognizing that people are under pressure and they very much appreciated having something funny to watch and get it done quickly. Not imposing um, burdensome requirements on people. Uh, we, we utilize our compliance committee quite a bit to carry out a lot of our program activities. And yet we made it easy for them this year and tried to put ourselves in their shoes with all of the added stressors in requirements that were placed on them because of responding to COVID and 
the changes in our um, healthcare operations, we just made it easy for people. And I think we have to meet people where they are. We have to react to the environment that's going on both internally and externally. There's no easy solution, but doing the best we can to um, respond in in an appropriate and helpful way. One of the things that I don't think people think about around healthcare ethics and compliance is innovation. But one of the things I think you are proud of, or even most proud of, around your your organization and your team is innovation. I was wondering if you could uh, give us a few thoughts about why innovation is so important to your compliance and ethics function at Metro Health Systems. We have the most visionary, ambitious, and um, motivating, inspiring CEO. And if there's anyone that I've ever met who who will change the world, it's Dr. Akram Boutros. And I think his energy and his approach motivates the rest of us on the executive team to seek out innovative solutions and approaches to everything that we do. My perspective is if you're not changing, if you're not innovating, you're stagnating and you're becoming irrelevant. And even the Department of Justice said it in their um, supplement to their guidelines this past, um, this past year that program evolution is important and demonstrating that and documenting that is important. So I think we have to continually be um, looking at what we do and finding better ways, more efficient ways, more effective ways to do things. And an example of that this year for us was the ethics and compliance portal. So we partnered after going through the RFP process, we partnered with Conversant on developing this. And at first we thought we only wanted an interactive code. Um, We wanted to be able to collect data on what people were looking at in the code, what areas they were focused on, clicking on, uh, spending time reviewing. And yet we realized that this application is so much more than just the interactive code. We are able to use it as somewhat of the front door for our ethics and compliance program, where we can use it as a repository for all of our resources. So all the communications that we send out, our educational materials, FAQs, um, reminders. And now we can not only put it all together in one place, but we can see whether people are looking at it, what they're looking at. And we can use it proactively to target certain areas of education or further communication if we believe there are uh, concerns or issues in those areas. Are you looking for a better way to engage employees and boost your compliance KPIs? With Conversant's Ethics and Compliance Portal, you can create a central access point for compliance information, market your program with email campaigns, update your content easily and make it interactive, and align with DOJ guidance that recommends searchable, trackable policy portals. Go to conversant.com and request a demo to see the Ethics and Compliance Portal in action. Joe, you 
spoke about the tone from the top, from the very top of your organization. And I was really intrigued how that tone has filtered down, uh, not so much to you, but really throughout the organization. Would, would that be a fair assessment of the very top of your organization and, and not demanding innovation or demanding change, but really leading by example? That's right. I, I believe um, so much of the success of the chief compliance officer depends upon the tone that's set by the CEO, the board, and the, the rest of the executive team. And if there isn't that support there, it's a, it's a setup for failure, in my view. We have um, the good fortune of having both a board and an executive team as, as really led by the CEO um, to create an environment where a compliance program can thrive. And anything that I've asked for uh, in terms of resources, in terms of relationships with vendors, uh, we've been able to successfully implement because of the recognition that this is important, that it is not a check the box exercise, and that we have to um, continue to innovate in our ethics and compliance program if we're going to uh, be successful in ferreting out uh, bad behavior, wrongdoing, uh, violations of the law or our policies, um, and to create a culture where people are automatically inclined to do the right thing. Cheryl, you also are in a highly regulated industry. Um, and compliance is important, extraordinarily important in the industry you are in. Is that something that you and your team are able to communicate that uh, even with the ethical overlay, there are rules and regulations you have to follow? And and the people are overseeing you, whether they be uh, the federal government, state, or any other organization, they, they're going to be looking very closely to make sure your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. Is that part of the culture of uh, Metro Health Systems as well? I think you can't function in a healthcare environment without appreciating the the regulation and the rules that apply, no matter what your role is. Even if you're someone who is um, helping with environmental services, there are rules about infection control and cleaning hospital rooms and even in our food service area, there are rules about how hot the food has to be when it is delivered to a patient's room. So it doesn't matter what an individual's job might be. I think there's an acknowledgement and appreciation for the fact that there are rules we have to follow. And, and the stakes are high. Um, being noncompliant could decimate our system. So I mentioned earlier, we have a 340B uh, pharmacy program which brings in about $60 million to our organization annually. If we were to uh, be audited by the federal government that oversees this program and have a problem, that could eliminate a huge portion of our annual revenue, and it could be devastating for our organization. I think, um, you know, we have to present rules in a way that is um, easy to understand. We have employees who are at varying levels of education, um, all the way from PhDs and physicians to individuals who 
maybe completed a, a GED or just have a high school education. And so I think, um, you know, presenting information in a way that's understandable and clear um, helps our employees know what they have to do to follow the rules. And they have to know what the consequences are as well. But really, we view it as a partnership. We are consultants where we try to help engage our employees in understanding the expectations and um, give them incentives for um, doing what is right. Sure. One of the themes that seems to have been uh, talked about or uh, in the background through this entire uh, podcast has been really the human element. And you've, you've talked about employees, you've talked about stress, you've talked about top management and their role. And it seems to me the human connection is an integral part of what you are trying to bring as uh, chief ethics and compliance officers. Would that also be an accurate assessment? Tom, it's so important that we think about how we're impacting one another each and every day. And we're in the business of saving people's lives. We're in the business of helping people uh, achieve the optimal health. And ultimately, our goal is to keep people out of the hospital and living um, a healthy life and one that is fulfilling for them. And so I think um, we have been very intentional about focusing on these things. And the perfect example of that is what happened in the world this year with racial equity and inclusion. And we partnered with our human resources department to provide training, to begin a listening tour, uh, listening to employee stories of where they may have experienced racism or discrimination. And we told their stories through uh, short videos that are posted out on the Metro Health website um, to make it real and relevant to each other's colleagues. Um, and so I think we've had to um, think about everything we do as an organization and how it impacts people's lives. Cheryl, I'd like to turn to you personally now because you won uh, a leadership award as well. And I was wondering if you might give us just three of your top tips that you have either learned or developed as the leader of the ethics and compliance function at Metro Health Systems. Well, I appreciate the recognition. Um, I was really humbled to learn that I was selected for this award. Um, you know, it's 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 hard to think of anyone wanting advice from me on leadership. Um, but that said, I've had the, the benefit of working for some CEOs that are tremendous leaders. And I think one of the things that I've realized along the way is that it's so important to create a shared vision for employees to understand how they personally fit into the larger objective. And I've learned a lot from uh, Simon Sinek. Actually, I think I was um, at a Converge conference when um, he was referenced to think about what is your why. And so we we have to take a step back and think about that on a regular basis as to why we do what we do. And that's that's one thing. I think the second thing I would say is to establish trust in the organization requires 
um, showing your vulnerability. And for a long time, as especially as a female executive, I never wanted my male colleagues to think that I um, was distracted by being a parent, by personal issues. And so I kept my personal life um, very private. I have a 16-year-old son with autism. And any parent of a child with special needs knows that it's exhausting. Um, it creates challenges that you never imagined uh, when you want to start a family. And I never wanted my colleagues to know that I would have a bad morning with my son and, you know, have had, you know, an unbelievable um, morning where he threw his breakfast all over the floor, got all over my outfit. I had to change my clothes. Um, but yet I've learned to share that vulnerability. And doing so really creates trust not only with your employees that report up to you, but also with um, your colleagues. And so that, I would say, is critical. And then the last thing would be to never stop learning and to always seek to improve yourself, your personal development, and, um, you know, your approach to things. I guess that that's the advice I would give. Well, Cheryl, this is, uh, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time, but this has been just a, a fascinating interview with you about yourself, uh, Metro Health Systems, and the ethics in ethics and compliance. I wanted to thank you, and I look forward to uh, continuing the conversation with you. Thanks so much, Tom. I appreciate your time today. This is Tom Fox again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Ethics Movement. Don't forget to subscribe or follow The Ethics Movement wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist.